quit making up tag teams just to have a random tag team match that's happening right now on Raw and SmackDown. There is more than enough actual tag teams to have those matches. Tell you what, if you want to have a surprise tag team match to start off Raw instead of having someone come out and cut a promo for 20 minutes, have two tag teams walk out and wrestle. Because that would surprise me. This is the Yes Talk. WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's going to be called down the middle, 50-50. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. I heard you laugh. I heard you get off on it, brother. In their business life and in their private life. Hello and welcome back to the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host as always, Dustin Kaufman, right here in the lovely Studio H at the Cumulus Radio Building in lovely Kansas City. You're listening to the Yes Talk on Trending Topics Network, and I do appreciate it. Uh, man, again, again, thank you. I have to thank you at home for listening, for retweeting. Once again, we have gained another thousand listeners in a week. That's three weeks in a row. The Yes Talk has grown the Yes Nation by a thousand Kaufman guys or a thousand Kaufman girls. And I, I, I thank you. I thank you. Please, please keep listening. Subscribe on iTunes. Five stars and kind words. Rate and review. Go to iTunes, the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I sure would appreciate it. Again, five stars, kind words. Rate and review. Share with your friends. Subscribe. We're weekly. We've got a lot, got a lot to talk about this week. Um, first, uh, I just want to, you know, I, uh, I have a, I have a Zach Ryder. All right. This is a funny, it's funny to me. So, all right. Zach Ryder tweeted this week. I was on the Twitter and Zach Ryder, he tweeted, Hey, at Priceline, the hotel I booked through you has zero rooms and there are unusually long delays. Unacceptable. And that's what Zack Ryder tweeted publicly. He publicly, so I replied, I said, at Zack Ryder, at Priceline, I said, at Zack Ryder, since nobody else books you for anything, can I book you for an interview? Ha <laughs> ha, that's what I did on Twitter. So I thought that was, I thought, I'm, it's just a hoot to me. Uh, I watched uh, I watched the Lucha Libre World Cup uh, this weekend. I got it on the iPay-Per-View. It was it was nineteen ninety nine or one hundred ninety dollars. I don't know what they're trying. It was, and the action was amazing. It was like three. If if you weren't aware, it was kind of run by like the AAA and Lucha Under, and it was in Mexico, and it was six man tag matches, and each team was made of three guys representing different uh, regions of the world. You know, Mexico, America. So you had guys like from ROH and TNA, PWG on one, and Lucha and TNA on one team. And it was a lot of fun. It was won by the team of Rey Mysterio, Alberto El Patron, and Miss Disease, who is the original uh, Sin Cara from WWE. But And so it was a lot of fun. But, but I have to say, the, the action absolutely saved this production. It This show, at least for the... Uh, 
the English broadcast for the for the American announce table, right? It was a production disaster. It was a production disaster. They had the English and the Spanish feed coming through at the same time. I think like English was coming through the right channel and the Spanish through the left channel. Uh, you couldn't. There was the mic wasn't uh, the mat wasn't mic'd, which might that might be a traditional thing, but you couldn't hear the rig announcers at all. You couldn't hear the intro music at all. You couldn't hear any of the ceremonies at all. It's like there was no audio being presented to the uh, anybody watching the American feed, and I don't under I, you know that's what I'm going to watch. So for that, it was really frustrating. It froze a couple times, buffered. Uh, they fixed it, and then it froze, came back, and it was un. But uh, I will say the idea of it was incredible. It was really great. I mean, um, the, they had judges saying the best. Uh, they had judges there voting for the best move of the night, the best match of the night, the best high-flying spot of the night. I mean, it was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I could have just muted it, played some music, and it would have been just as entertaining. And I wouldn't have had uh, Vampiro uh, commentating, which was just a cultural disaster, in my opinion. It was all right. So, But it was fun. The the action was a lot of fun, really saved it. Um, Congratulations to Mysterio, Alberto Patron, and Miss Disease. Man, and that Miss Disease is, man, he's great. He's great. WWE missed out on a really great worker right there um, by losing him. Uh, okay, so uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, this Samoa Joe made his appearance on NXT, but he's still. This is like a first. This is a first for the WWE. Samoa Joe showed up on NXT, but he's still booked all over the country. That is, WWE does not allow their wrestlers to usually work out. I mean, you you know, if you if you watch any other. Uh, show. I mean, you can see these guys in all over the place. You you can you can see the same guy at a house of hardcore. You can see the same guy at a PWG, and then you can see him wrestle at ROH. Maybe she was on TNA for. I mean, they're all over the place, and it's and it's great that way. So WWE doesn't allow that to happen. But this with Samoa Joe, um, I don't know if it's just because they didn't want to give him the money. Because I mean, he makes a lot of money working the indie circuit. You know, I mean, he's he makes he makes a living. So if they couldn't, maybe they didn't want to offer him enough to keep him there solely. So, but they wanted him there enough to to uh, to let him work outside, which is it's crazy. It to me that's it's a big thing. It's a huge step. I wonder if we're going to see more of that. I can't imagine it, but we could start seeing more of that. So, um. It's great booking. Samoa Joe was great booking uh, by the part of NXT and WWE. It was just great. I'm glad to see it. Um, I, I have a feeling maybe Vince McMahon didn't have too much to do with it. And, you know, is Vince McMahon too out of touch? Is he become too out of touch to still be, be like, running the production calls, especially with the Divas department? I've heard Triple H and Stephanie have actually been fighting to push the Divas in a different light, but Vince McMahon is stuck in this idea of how he wants to present the Divas to the universe. And the problem is the WWE Diva, Vince McMahon, wants people to cheer for aren't the women that are watching WWE. Like Nikki Bella. How many ditzy, pretentious cheerleaders are watching WWE? None. I mean, I could be wrong, but I highly doubt it. 
they need to attract this. I think that's why Paige might be so over because that really hits a big part of that younger female demographic that's watching pro wrestling. Just a little gothic. I don't. I mean, I think everybody watch. I don't think you can s- single out one type of person because so many people l- watch, right? But I, I don't. Th- I don't think what we're getting are relatable characters. Not only uh, does the talent need to in- increase. They need women the viewers can relate to. And we're not getting that. The talent is there waiting to come up. Charlotte Flair is almost, why is she not on the main roster? It's almost frustrating to see her still in NXT. I feel like she's still, she's just spinning her wheels at this point. She can't put anyone else over. She, I mean, she's had the belt. She's not in the title shot anymore. She's Now she's tag-teaming with, with Bayley. Like, why? 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 Like, she's done everything she can do in NXT. Your main roster divas department is suffering severely. It is time to bring that crucial piece to the next level. Charlotte Flair needs to come to the next level. And that time is now, all right? That time needs to happen. Uh, Don't, I mean, she's great. I understand you'd want to keep her on the network. I could understand you want to keep her on the WWE network, keep the subscribers like, oh, hey, we can see Charlotte on NXT, which is only available on the network. Say, you know, but... It's time. She's starting to work the WWE house shows. I know NXT had live shows this weekend, and Charlotte was out with the WWE house show. So that has to be something that's going to be soon. I mean, but now she's already on the poster for, like, summer events, concert events. I I don't know. Charlotte needs to be on the main roster now. It's it's just... I don't know. Keep, I mean, all right. The network, the NXT, it's bringing the subscribers. The NXT name alone is what's doing. I think the NXT has grown a name enough where you can remove. People know what it is. People know it's the training ground for WWE. It's it's where your future is coming from. So when I see this kind of talent, especially with somebody like Charlotte Flair, who has done everything she can do and is not making that next step, it just makes it hard because she's not only losing a little steam. I mean, just to watch her perform, it's 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 just kind of frustrating as a fan to to see. Ah, all right. So the network uh, does the WWE network uh, reduce the amount of uh, piracy amongst? WWE fans like torrents downloading. All right. Like how many people downloaded every pay-per-view before the network came out? Like how many people of you listening to the yes talk right now used to download every single pay-per-view before the network came out? And those of you that said, yes, I downloaded Every pay-per-view before the network, how many of you are still downloading the events since the network came out? I mean, yeah, they're only charging one-fifth of what they were, but how many more people are paying that, right? I mean, it's $9.99 from $50, but if you increase the amount of people who are not only paying that $10, but are paying that $10 every single month, can I say $10? Do I have to say $9.99? 
I, not it's ten. It's right. We can. It's ten dollars. It's a. It's ten dollars. All right. I'm sure there's tax. With tax, it's probably more than ten dollars. I just. All right. So. I mean, you went from some people ordering some of the pay per views sometimes to millions ordering every pay per view every month. Accessibility and affordability. Those are two huge key factors in today's world. Nobody is going to pay $50 for something they don't really want to see or that they can go to a friend's house and watch for the price of bringing a snack or 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 waiting till 30 minutes after the show is over and downloading it for free. Like, oh, it's download. Yeah, but people do it, okay? People do it. How many more people get away with downloading pro wrestling than don't? How many people have gone federally charged for downloading professional wrestling? They're all private sites. They're torn. I don't do it. I have the network. I have cable. I have no reason. But it exists. People did it. People. Some people are still doing it. I know there are, but... Uh, I mean, wait. so how much does the WWE Network reduce piracy amongst their fans? A lot. And if they brought Raw and SmackDown to the network uh, as well, I think we would see zero piracy amongst WWE viewers. Everybody would pay for everything because it's all right here. So I, I, I think... That the WWE Network, in my opinion, I obviously don't have numbers of this, and it obviously isn't the same for some of the other shows, the indie shows, for the House of Hardcore, for some of the ROH. I mean, but I would have to assume the network has replaced a lot of hard drives uh, amongst viewers. Um, I, I like... Um, as, as far as bringing people from NXT today, um, you know, as I talked about Charlotte, I don't always agree with how often or how soon they come up. But the way they're bringing people up today compared to a few years ago, I really like. I really like. I really think they're on top of that one because they're bringing them out. Bring, they're bringing them out as individuals instead of factions. Like we're not getting the nexus. You know, we're not getting the whole team. We're not we're not getting guys coming out with uh with their mentor. You know, like we're not having the Miz escort Daniel Bryan to the ring or whoever. I mean, that's we're not getting that. We are getting a well-trained, well-prepped um performer who who can wrestle and they're bringing them out one at a time. And instead of just oversaturating everybody with, "Hey, here's eight new people we want you to know." It's, "Hey, hey, check out Check out this guy. Check out this guy. Look at look at Adrian Neville. Let's let's show you Adrian. Let's watch him every week. And then and then if and then a month or two later for one match, we're going to show you Sami Zayn. We're going to tease you with Sami Zayn uh, with John Cena. And then and then we're going to give you the NXT champion to tease you for what's coming in the future to the main roster, for what the present is now on NXT. They're selling you one at a time. But why aren't we bringing up the females? Why is that stuff? We're, you know, I mean, we're seeing all the guys. We're seeing all the guys. We've seen glimpses of the future showing up on Raw a lot. The future is going to be in 
the Elimination Chamber against John Cena this Sunday. Or yesterday, if you're listening on After Raw. Or two days ago, if it's two. We're in the eliminate. So, why is that stopped? Why is that stopped with with the females? Why are we not getting that? How how much more are you going to try to build the Bella Twins before you bring up some actual talent? Okay, Naomi made a, 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 a heel turn. Okay, and now... Now she's with Tamina Snuka. Okay, great. Really? So you're we have to we have to get to know the same person. We have to re get reintroduced to Tamina, who is the exact same as she was before her injury. We don't have to, we don't have to get reintroduced to them. We already know them. Okay, there's a heel change and some light up shoes. Oh wow. My mind is full. I could not I can't take any more in ring action. Look at her shoes are green now. They're green. Oh, oh my God. Now they're green. She's, somebody tap out. Her shoes are red now. All right. So it's just that I like the way they're doing it a lot. I just think they need to go beyond just the guys. Uh, it's time. We, again, we got to get those women up from NXT. We need that talent on the main roster. It's suffering. It's suffering. Uh and uh, all right, so WWE signed uh, a, a young MMA fighter um, I, I, named uh, Gazim. Gazim, it's Gazim, named Gazim Selmani. He is uh, an MMA fighter. He is known as the Albanian Psycho. Uh, so um, he, this man, let me tell you about this man. He is twenty years old. All right. He's been training judo since he was a very young kid. He got into MMA at 15 years old. He's only 20 years old. He's had five years MMA, and he's only 20, which is the absolute perfect age for WWE. And he posted, uh, uh, Gazim Salmani posted, uh, upon arriving to the performance center, he said, um, this is not from his Facebook. He said, just arrived at the WWE Performance Center and did my first training. I am so blessed that I signed with this amazing company. I will start living here soon and train full time. I will give everything I have to be successful. I want to thank God and everyone who helped me to achieve this kind of things in life. It should be life. I am truly blessed. The Beast is arrived at WWE. Okay, so he is the Albanian psycho. So he's working on, he's, you know, the he's that's he's there. And he calls himself the Beast. And so this is a 20-year-old MMA fighter who has just showed up at WWE and calling himself the Beast. Well, we have a Beast. And that Beast is Brock Lesnar, my friends. Could we have a new one? Could this be Brock Lesnar's WrestleMania 32 opponent? This is a feud that will happen, all right? And at 20 years old, 20 years old, he's the perfect age for WWE. He could not be more perfect for WWE. He's not worn. He's not tired or broken. And I think the most important thing is he's not bitter or jaded yet. He hasn't dealt with 15 years of concrete floors, hotels, shady bookers, and a locker room full of jealousy. This is a guy who has trained for at least 10 years, half of his life, 
probably with friends and family and friends of family. He has six professional fights in his career. He's had six, 20 years old, six professional fights, and he has a record of four and two. At 20 years old, a record of four and two. Now listen to this. I want to read you his fight times. Again, Gazim Salmani, just signed by WWE, probably going to go through NXT. All right, so I want to read you his fight times. This is the length of his fights. His first fight, uh, he won five minutes of the second round. All right, that's ten minutes. Fight two, he lost. Again, he's four and two. Lost fight two, three minutes, nine seconds in the first round. Fight three, 35 seconds of the first round. Four, a minute 54 the first round. Fight five, 18 seconds in the first round. Fight six, he lost 433 in the second round, total of nine minutes and 53 seconds. Okay, now I did a little math here, and I came up with this. All right, Gazim Selmani spent 12 minutes and seven seconds winning. All right, it took him 12 minutes and seven seconds to win four fights, and it also took him 13 minutes and two seconds to lose two fights. It took this man less time to win four fights than it did to lose two. This is a total of 25 minutes and nine seconds in the ring. And most of his fights did take place in a ring, not an octagon. Okay, I have not misspoken, all right? 25 minutes and nine seconds of ring time is all this guy has on him. He's four and two. He's trained half of his life. He is six foot three and fight fought at 263 pounds. All right. 25 minutes of ring time, 20 years old. And that's not 15 years in the indie circuit. That's 25 minutes of ring time. Guys like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, Ambrose Rollins, Brian, these guys were at, out having 25, 30, 40 hour-long matches almost every week, sometimes several times a week for 15 years. There's no option for 18 seconds in professional wrestling or in WWE unless you're in the opening card of WrestleMania fighting for the heavyweight championship belt. But as a rule... There's no 18-second matches. So, at 20 years old, not only does Salmani have longevity under him, and I mean longevity, this is a healthy, healthy, healthy young man. And I'm telling you, 6'3", he was fighting at 263, and he's been bulking up and putting on weight since he's been training for WWE. Big surprise on that one. A guy getting beefed up for WWE. Get out of here. I mean, just look back at Rey Mysterio. If you remember how small he was in WCW and how big he was in WWE. And now that Ray's out of WWE, he's lost a lot of that size and mass again. The Lucha World Cup this weekend, Ray looked like he did right before he left WCW. Not as fast, but just as good a shape back to that size. So Gazim Salmani, uh, at 20 years old, not only does Salmani have the longevity, he's trainable and moldable. And if there's one thing WWE likes to do, it's mold their people into exactly what they want them to be. And there's 
Definitely, definitely some advice I want to give to this young man. And I say young man, and I mean young man. He's 20, all right? I've been watching professional wrestling for more than a decade longer than you've been alive. Than, uh, been alive, all right? A decade. I've been watching more than a decade longer than you've been alive, all right? He's a young man. So there's some things I want to warn you about. And some advice. Mr. Salmani, uh, I would like to speak to you directly for a moment, if I may. Um, uh, I know you listen to your Twitter. I know you see it. I'm going to try to get you to listen to this. I hope you're listening. Um, this is for you. Okay, this is some advice. And I. Uh, this is some advice just, just to give you a... You, okay, first, first. This is first. And just first. Don't... Mr. Salmani, don't, I repeat, do not let WWE put you in a onesie. I repeat, do not let them put you in a onesie. Number two, do not let them put you in a onesie. You wear exactly what you wore to every other fight you were in. You don't want to go barefoot. Rusev is doing that. Plus, you're going to be in the ring for a lot longer than 18 seconds, my friend. Keep your shorts. Keep your gloves. Get yourself some comfortable wrestling boots or shoes. Wrestling shoes, maybe. And call it a day. I mean, okay. There is the line. You don't want to dress like Brock Lesnar. But don't look at it like that. Don't look at it like that. Don't think of it as you are dressing like Brock Lesnar. Think of it as Brock Lesnar is dressing like you. What did you say, Dustin? Did you say Brock Lesnar, former UFC world heavyweight champion, uh, former WWE champion, uh, the, the, Brock Lesnar, the beast incarnate, dresses like me? Is that what you, okay, all right, when Brock Lesnar first started, what are you smoking, Dustin? Like, what do you, okay, when Brock Lesnar first started in WWE, he had the short tights and boots, and that's what he wore. When... Brock Lesnar came back from UFC, he kept what he was wearing, and that was only to sell the fact that he was coming back from UFC. You, Mr. Salmani, are not selling the idea you came from MMA. You actually are an MMA fighter. You're a fighter. You're an MMA fighter who is stepping into a squared circle to take on and take down the WWE roster. Okay? Moving on. Three, do not let them put you in a onesie. How many times do I have to tell you? Number four, this is really important. Now, hear what I'm about to tell you. If you hear nothing else, listen to this, please. Do not let WWE turn you into a stereotype of yourself. And what do I mean by that? If you don't know, you should. Look at the New Day. Look at our truth Look at Seamus. Look at Rusev. Look at Los Matadores. Do not let them turn you into a stereotype of yourself. Do not let them tell you to only speak Albanian. You speak English, my friend. Speak it. You should still be the Albanian psycho. But the Albanian psycho who speaks English. 
And this isn't a slam. I'm not slamming you in any way possible. I'm simply going off of history. I'm trying to help you succeed. And I'm doing it because I love the business that you just signed up for. And I think you can make a huge impact. What I see in Gazim Salmani is a 20-year-old Brock Lesnar who wants to work more than every four months. I see a future main eventer, a future WWE champion, and I don't want WWE creative to mess it up. I don't want them to turn you into another Rusev. I, so work on your English. Get it as clean as possible. But honestly, and this is only uh, as of recent, that might that I might even consider saying this, but I don't know how much an accent matters anymore with the network going worldwide with the, I mean, look at Barrett, Neville, Finn Balor, Sheamus before in WWE, I would say if you were sporting a really thick accent, it might hinder you, but I don't know how true that is today, or at least how true that will be six months from now. Work on your promos and mic skills as much as possible. Work on your promos, work on your accent, Take acting lessons. I know it sounds crazy, but do it. Hey, or, hey, hire me. I have 15 years experience on working with live crowds. I've taught wrestlers how to work a mic and I and work a crowd before. I would do it for you. I have references. Talk to the Regal Twins, XWC in Kansas City, and I've, I've, I've walked wrestlers to the ring. So if you want a mouthpiece, I'm also at your service, okay? But enough about me. Back to you. Under no circumstances, let them put you in a onesie. All right. Moving on, no spears, all right? Do not let them add a spear to your move set, at least not as a finisher or as a setup to a finisher. Or better yet, just don't do a spear. Find a better way to take people down and beat them. Do not let WWE put you in a tag team with Curtis Axel or R-Truth. Better yet, maybe you don't need to be in a tag team at all. In fact, no tag teams. And while we're at it, don't let WWE make you a bodyguard. Listen to me. Do not be a bodyguard. If anything, if you should have a bodyguard. Yes, I said that correctly. You come in not only as the baddest man on the planet, but you have protection. And instead of a bodyguard, here, listen, instead of a bodyguard, you have trainers around you all the time. This is how you introduce yourself. Yes, as if you're walking into an MMA fight, you walk out with your team. And this is, this does not, uh, this does a lot of things for you. All right, a lot. This does a lot for you. Being escorted by your team would open so many windows of opportunity for you. Early on and later down the road. Early on, well, first it sells legitimacy. It also makes you even more untouchable from how you should already be perceived. Because here you are, the Albanian psycho, the real deal Holyfield in a WWE ring. You come out, destroy everything and everyone that gets in the ring with you. And as soon as someone comes out and tries to call you on it and to get in your face, guess what? They're stopped by five perceivably well-trained fighters and a couple hype men. But numbers, they're stopped by numbers, your team. So you go do whatever you want in the ring, and there is nothing anybody can do about it. And if they try, they're going to get shut down before they even touch you. Therefore, you're also building anticipation because now this other guy, say Dean Ambrose, really wants to fight you, but now he can't because he can't get his hands on you until the scheduled fight. 
Another thing having that team early on does, it allows you uh, the chance to have a mouthpiece without it being uh, a one-on-one manager. And, all right, and here's something else this would do for you. It would show you as a leader having your team in WWE – it would show you as a leader. And WWE loves a leader. Loves a leader. WWE loves, loves, I mean loves, to put potential future stars in the leadership position of a faction. And this would allow you to be in this position without actually having you in a faction. But it would do the same thing. And long-term advantage uh, of running this with a team is is character depth and evolution. All right, hear me out. Having that team, your training team, escort you to the ring, it allows you to have character depth and evolution. It's very simple, basic pro wrestling. Having your team with you everywhere you go allows you to come in as a heel. It allows you to be a heel, and you have and you have. To be a heel. You have to start as a heel. Please. Oh God. Please do not try to come out as a face. You have to start as a heel. End of story. No discussion. You start as a heel. Why? Character depth and evolution. You want to be around for a long time. You want to be the most over guy on the roster. You, at the end of the day, want every single person at home and in the arenas to love you and hate you, but not at the same time. So don't get forced upon them. There's a thing in pro wrestling that the only way to get every single person uh, to be loved is to get them to be hated. If you want them to love you, get them to hate you first. And unless you're the ultimate warrior, which God, that's another piece of advice. No streamers hanging off your arms. No streamers, no tassels, nothing. You wear your fighting gloves on your hands and that's it. All right, so unless you're the ultimate warrior, they have to really hate you first before they can really, truly love you. And that's with everybody. That's if you for everybody. Before you can win every single person over, you have to get every single person to hate you. Look at some of the most over people in the business. Shawn Michaels was a huge heel. Razor Ramon. Bret Hart was a heel for years. Hogan was a heel first. Dean Ambrose made me the most over guy on the roster at the moment. The Shield were definitely heels. Randy Orton. Triple H. Even Undertaker started as a heel. Mick Foley. Brock Lesnar started as a heel. So get them all to hate you. Then you have your team faction of trainers there. When the time is right... You get rid of them with a nice, well-written story. You drop them, make your face turn, and my friend, the future is yours. Gazim Salmanis. Now, don't let them change your name. You're a fighter. That's your name. You keep your name. That will go a long way with merchandising and copyrights in the future. You have a chance to make yourself a household name, and if you decide to move on one day, you take your name with you, you take your merchandise with you, you take your money with you. The problem WWE is seeing, and I guess it's not really a problem, but it kind of is with all the injuries, and this is where somebody like Salmani can really... Uh, 
really comes to what I think WWE needs right now. Because what we're seeing with a lot of the indie guys that they're bringing in, um, now it necessarily... It isn't necessarily the age factor as much as it is the intensity these guys worked at before coming to WWE and how long they did it for. Most of what we're seeing right now are guys that are right about 30 years old and have been wrestling the indie circuit for 15 years. And man, the indie circuit just has a different style of wrestling than WWE. It's faster. It's harder. There's a lot less padding. If there's padding around the ring, it's like blue gym pad. And that's if you're lucky. These guys take bumps on more hardwood than a hammer. Age-wise, uh, they should all be good for another five to ten years. You know, age-wise, easy. Five to ten years. And, and that's with all of them. Yeah, I mean, but look at some of the ages and experience we have, and this is great. This is what's going to make the next few years of professional wrestling so good. All right, let's look at the guys on the roster. Kevin Owens, 30 years old, wrestling 15 years. Sami Zayn, same thing. 30 years old, 15 years in the business. Owen and Zayn travel the world together even before WWE. Adrian Neville, 30 years old and has been going for 11 years. And with the way he wrestles, how much longer does he have? He's in great shape and probably the most fun guy to watch on the main roster right now. But his knee has been taped for a while, and he hasn't been there that long. Either he's really selling some kayfabe, or he's only got a couple more years left in him at performing on this level. Dean Ambrose, another 30-year-old, has 11 years in the business. A few of those were at CZW, Combat Zone Wrestling, doing death matches. So really, that's like 15 years. Seth Rollins, 30 years old, 13 years in the business. Finn Balor, this guy's almost 35 old, 35 years old, forgive me. Finn Balor's almost 35 years old, and he looks like he's in the best shape of his life. He's been wrestling 15 years. He looks like he can go another 15 years. Samoa Joe's 36. He's been going 15 years. Daniel Bryan, 34 years old, has been wrestling 16 years. And if we're going to use Daniel Bryan as any kind of example of what we can see out of a lot of these guys to come, we have another three to five years before things starting getting questionable with more than one guy on the current roster. All right. So a guy like Gazim Salmani is exactly what WWE needs. He's legitimate and he's young. This is a guy that if WWE keeps happy, could potentially be around for the next 15 years, maybe 20 years, which is honestly not something we've had a lot of lately. I mean, this is a 20 year old who can step in a WWE ring and go toe to toe with Brock Lesnar. OK, a 20 year old who can step in a WWE ring. And go toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar. At least, you know. So what else uh, do you need to hear? Man, I, I say, but if you can, skip NXT. Keep him at the training center until he's ready and bring him to the main roster. Unless you have him go through and destroy everyone in NXT. And that's really not a bad idea. I, look, I say, let's just let, give him, maybe make him look that good. Bring him to the main roster. But look, NXT is proving its worth. Having him go through there is not a bad idea. And with the talent that comes through NXT and the talent that's in NXT, that's not a bad place for him to learn professional wrestling, to get that out. But you have to run him like Kevin Owens. You bring him in as himself. You have him dominate as himself and then you have him continue right to the main roster as himself 
I mean, if Kevin Owens is getting exclusive matches with John Cena, then he's not too far from leaving NXT, and NXT is going to need another badass heel to go toe-to-toe with Samoa Joe. And I'll tell you what, Samoa Joe is not a bad guy to learn from. He's another big guy, but he's fast, and he can wrestle and go, and I mean go, and he knows the business. It wouldn't surprise me if they brought Joe in to help train this guy it wouldn't surprise that's why they're loose with his contract because they need somebody like joe to train big fighters he's joe's been uh, in it a long time so uh to take someone like selmani and put him in the ring with not only a guy like samoa joe but actually put him in the ring with samoa joe that's only going to help his future all right well, that is my piece to him, uh, Mr. Selmani. I wish you the best of luck. You take whatever you want from that. Take it all. Take none of it. I hope you listened. Uh, all right. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, moving on. I want to say, again, thank you for listening to the Yes Talk. Uh, please subscribe on the iTunes. Um, go to iTunes at the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. Great and review five stars means a whole lot to the show. Find me on Twitter at the Yes Talk, Facebook at the Yes Talk. Please follow me on Twitter. Message me, say hi, whatever you want to do. Just keep listening. Share with your friends. That really helps the most. All right, all right. Moving on to the gimmick change of the week. That's right. Every week, I take somebody who I feel is in desperate need of a gimmick change. And I, uh, you know, I talk about it. I talk about it. And this week, our contestant for the gimmick change of the week is Joseph Curtis Henning, a.k.a. Curtis Axel. All right. Curtis Axel needs to be wrestling as Joseph Henning and probably winning the Intercontinental title at Elimination Chamber this Sunday. Oh, what? What? Dustin, you're crazy. I know I know. a lot of you are going, that's absurd and ludicrous. Curtis Axel winning the Intercontinental title, in which I will say to you, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know Curtis Axel wouldn't shine as Intercontinental Champion with the right push? We've seen it before for a brief period several years ago, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but it was cut so short that uh, he's never been presented with a serious opportunity to shine. He And never a second chance at that title. Look how many opportunities Wade Barrett had to shine and mildly fail. All right? A lot. A lot. Wade Barrett's been given factions to lead. Numerous IC title reigns. All very mediocre. They called him Bad News, which was a nickname from the 80s. And now they have him as king. And he hasn't impressed me with any of them. None. None of them. They have just left this guy out to dwindle, speaking on Curtis Axel. They've just left him there. He's doing whatever he can to get noticed right now, and that's actually a problem because he's doing whatever he can to get noticed, which includes recreating the mega powers. Be original. Stop impersonating WWE superstars. If you want to impersonate a WWE superstar, Joseph Henning, impersonate your father. 
impersonate a man who had integrity and charisma and talent. Impersonate talent and your dad. What would Kurt Henning or your grandfather, Larry the Axe Henning, his name was the Axe. What would the Axe think about what you're doing right now? What would your dad, Kurt Henning, think about you impersonating the guy that prevented him from going to the next level and prevented so many people from main eventing WWF for so long? I feel, and I hate to say it, I feel Curtis Axel might have to leave WWE and go join Global Force Wrestling. All right. His father was never able to make it all the way to the top of WWE. But as soon as he left, when Kurt Henning went to WCW, he went from a never growing intercontinental champion to the four horsemen. Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, was in the four horsemen. And you're dressing like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go, brother. What you going to do when you watch your career go down the toilet with a bag full of vomit and your prayers and vitamins just washing them away? And I don't know how many more ways to say this. He's the son of Mr. Perfect, the son of Kurt Henning, and the grandson of Larry the Axe Henning. He should be fought. He should be uh There should be no reason for him running around dressed like Hulk Hogan teaming with the Macho Man. He's gone down a horrible road, and he has to find a way out of it. WWE brought him in strong and even made a big deal about him changing his name to Curtis Axel from Michael McGillicuddy from NXT. They had him beat Triple H with Paul Heyman as his manager. Sure, Triple H just passed out outside the ring and didn't let him pin him, but he beat him. He beat Triple H. They had Curtis Axel beat Cena a few matches with some cheat finishes and distractions from Ryback, but he beat Cena. Heels aren't supposed to win clean, but they win. Then he ended up teaming with Ryback, which is starting to work for both of them, but when Ryback had surgery, they put Curtis Axel on the shelf too, and instead of bringing the team back, they just brought Ryback back as a face, hoping people would cheer for him, and did nothing with Curtis Axel. I think it took four more weeks for him to walk out on main event. I mean, he's essentially dead in the water, and then Royal Rumble came, and he ran with Axel Mania, which was funny at first, until he started dressing like Hulk Hogan and teaming with Macho Mandow. Look, WWE didn't work uh, at the end for your dad all the way, and I I really, look, you can stay there and do what you're doing, or I'll just be honest, you can pack your bags, you go to Jeff Jarrett, and you start wrestling, Mr. Henning. You go wrestle as Joseph Henning. You go wear some gold. You go get a push. You go get the respect your family name deserves. You, what I see, is not only disrespecting the legacy that your family has built and the era that I grew up with and the eras before. It's just disrespectful to wrestling and yourself, man. So look, if you want to wrestle, pack your bags Go to Global Force Wrestling where Jeff Jarrett will respect the family you're from and your name. Or, hey, hey, man, stay in WWE and be a clown. That's what, you know, so, all right.
Ladies and gentlemen, that is, I don't, I just, <sighs> all right, let's go to the Raw Recappuccino, shall we? All right, uh, that's right, the Raw Recappuccino, every week I take the most caffeinated, bubbly parts of Monday Night Raw, um, so this week on Monday Night Raw, Dean Ambrose was arrested by the same cops. Uh, who I think arrested Stephanie and Brie Bella last year. So I'm pretty sure these guys like were had to be out of their jurisdiction. The charge is probably not going to hold up in court. All right, so um, I don't. I think one of the best things to come out of Raw this week was the announcement of Neville versus Bo Dallas at the Elimination Chamber, which is awesome. All right, uh, we did have Neville versus Stardust, and Stardust. It seems like they're trying to build something with Stephen Amell, for the Green Arrow from the Arrow Show. We, which would be, I don't know. I mean, and then backstage, he's telling him to come out as the Arrow. Is Stardust trying to get Stephen Amell to, to fight him as the Arrow? How This could be really funny. I think this could be really funny. Stardust is a huge character, and Cody just needs, I think it leaves him limitless to what he can do and how fun and how much fun he can have. But he needs to win. It's a fun character. There's no reason to have Stardust just lose every match. I mean, it's. It's Stardust, all right? Uh, you know, it's being Brybet, Ry- Barrett versus Ryback, which was, whew, whew, uh, uh, whoa. like Ryback doesn't move slow enough without his ribs taped. I'm just, mm. all right, Ziggler versus Sheamus again, again, again. Why? Why would he possibly be having Ziggler versus Sheamus again or still or again? We're going to see them in the chamber together this Sunday as it is. Why? I mean, have we not seen them enough? Uh, Watching Rusev trying to apologize to Lana was like watching Fred Flintstone trying to apologize to Wilma. This segment was pretty comical at parts. Uh, Actually, it was like, what? We want to crush America together. I, I mean, he poured his heart out to her. And what did she do? She wanted to make him admit he said, I quit. And so what? She's leaving him because he said, I quit? Because he didn't win the feud with Cena? I'll tell you what, Rusev. If that's the kind of chick Lana is, you're better off without her. All right? And look at her now. She's out causing Ziggler to get his butt kicked just to prove a point to Rusev. You don't need her, Rusev. You don't need a woman like that. I know you want the honeypot, my friend, and who doesn't? And sure, it's a great honeypot, but she's no good for you, man. She's no good for you. She's a cold-hearted, chicky... <laughs> and you can do better. <laughs> there are other women out there who will crush America with you and not try to get you to publicly admit your failures. All right. So I'm not a big Lana's, you know, they, if they're trying to make her a face, not working in my book, not working in my book. I see the kind of woman she is. And I, it's not the kind of woman I want for my American crushing Rusev. I'm looking, I'm looking out for my bro here. All right. The New Day. The New Day in a 10-on-3 match, which is weird because that's something they would usually do when they're trying to build a face, not a heel. Why would anyone want to see a heel team overcome the odds? What sense does that make? If New Day, I mean, that's, 
it almost I almost felt like we should have been cheering Kane at that point. It didn't work. Whatever they were trying to do with that match didn't work. There could have been a better way to get I mean, I'm sure the only thing they were trying to do is get all these guys in the ring together beating the hell out of one another. All right. There could have been a better way to do it because that 10 on 3 doesn't work the way you did it. All right, the US title match Ugh, Zach Ryder versus John Cena. God, this is just hard for me. Zach Ryder, it's just hard for me. I, all right. Okay, so the U.S. title match, Zach Ryder versus John Cena, actually leads us to a question from the Yes Nation. Uh, one of the Kaufman guys that's been listening uh, since the beginning. This guy has been with the show since episode one, and he's still listening. All right. So this comes from a, a Kaufman guy. He He sent it to... Facebook, which you can, hey, send me questions, comments, anything. I'll read them out. I'll respond to you. Um, uh, you can tweet at the Yes Talk or Facebook, the Yes Talk. So it's really easy, the Yes Talk. Um, all right, so this is from Facebook from Nathaniel Feliciano. And his question is Should Zack Ryder get a push? And this actually might surprise a lot of you, but yes. I, I, look, I think he should. Zack Ryder, I mean, come on, how long has it been? Zack Ryder deserves a push right out the door. Oh, God. What, all right, look, I'm sorry, but he's just kiddish. Woo, woo, woo. If you're going to say woo, 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 you should be in a band from the 50s. What is going on with this guy? It, does anybody not from Long Island like this clown? I don't. The kids did. Do they still? God, can we please just let him go away? How many failed things has this guy done? Ugh. And I don't even think he's worthy of a gimmick change of the week. I mean, maybe I need to. Maybe that's the point of it. But this guy is just so irritating. Ugh. So, uh, do I think he should get a push? Yeah, I do. To TNA. <laughs> that's not even... He would... All right. So... Uh, Zack Ryder versus Cena. Of course, Cena won. It, and honestly, it wasn't the best U.S. Open Challenge match we've had. It was not. It was not a good U.S. Open Challenge. And that kind of showed me. I kind of felt watching this match. Now, maybe it really is just because I don't like Zack Ryder, that, that character. But I feel like these Open Challenges might actually be only as good as John Cena's opponent for the match. Okay, and, and now, listen, okay, because what we have seen through these open challenges are people who John Cena has allowed to come out and give it everything they have. We saw it from Neville. We, shit, Stardust, had, pardon me, Stardust had a good match. All right? Uh... We saw it from Sami Zayn. We've seen it from a lot of people, and they're incredible, incredible matches. Incredible. But then you look at the people who had those incredible matches, and then you look at this match with Zack Ryder, and it definitely didn't have the same oomph. And again, I think these U.S. Open title challenges are really only as good as who's 
going against John Cena because John Cena is going to be John Cena, all right? And it really seems like in these, even more than other matches, they're different. They're played differently. Cena's not, it's not a normal Cena match. It's not. Cena is allowing these guys to come out and shine. He's allowing these guys to come out and have like 10, 15, 20-minute matches sometimes, I'm sure with commercials. He's allowing them to put everything they have on the table to go off any height of rope, to go as fast as they want, to any kind of submission, any kind of move, inside, outside. He is letting the, his opponents lead the match, I think. Um, unless, I, I mean, and so it's, that was not a big fan of that match. All right, so, all right. This Sunday, however, I am a big fan of, of this Sunday. Also, hey, a reminder, a reminder, this Sunday, um, after Elimination Chamber, uh, a lot of you, hopefully a lot of you listen, I, I have the payback post-show special I just did a couple weeks ago. If you listen to that, great. If you haven't heard it yet, hey, go check out the post-show, the payback post-show. If Elimination Chamber hasn't happened yet, hey, you know what? We're still ahead of the curve, man. Uh, and also, if you're listening to this, uh, this week I'm going to release another Elimination Chamber, uh, a, an Elimination Chamber post-show special, again, from the Yes Talk. So, Please go check that out. Sure would appreciate it. And uh, all right, so we'll go over Elimination Chamber right now. Kickoff, Ms. TV with guest Daniel Bryan. And at first I was like, oh, man, okay, if they're bringing Daniel Bryan back already, then it's he's, it's probably good news. At, at first I was like, this is going to be good news. This He's going to come back. He's going to tell us, hey, uh, the, I, you know, I'm healing. I'll be back in action in no time. Blah blah, but I really this could could this could could this just be to promote his DVD? Could Daniel? But why would they use the Miz? I mean, I guess you know maybe Brian can actually do a spot on the Miz. They can talk about his DVD, and Daniel Bryan does a spot. Miz, you know, Miz is great for that. Miz will, you know, it's not like Miz is going to try to hurt his neck or whatever. So. I hope there's some good news coming from that more than just a DVD promo, but I don't don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Look, I am as hopeful as the next guy. He is amazing. I love watching Daniel Bryan in the ring, um, but don't hold your breath. I, this could just be a DVD promotion. All right, so the Elimination Chamber. Now, okay, the Elimination Chamber, uh, we have Neville versus Bo Dallas, which Man, this could be the best feud if they let this go. This could really be such a good feud. These guys have history together so much, his, like in through NXT, uh, and they they know each other. They know how to wrestle each, and they can both go. And again, talked about it a little last week. Bo Dallas has not had that opportunity to shine since coming to the main roster, and I do believe Neville will give him that chance. Now, I, weeks ago, I said Neville is going to be a guy who will take several people on the current roster and elevate them. Nadrian Neville is a guy who's going to take several people on the roster and move them up a notch from where they are. He's going to make people work harder. He's going to make people wrestle better. And he's going to make them look better. And Bo Dallas is no exception. And not only that, I think Bo Dallas is a perfect guy for Neville to feud with right now. 
They're both NXT guys. They can both go. And after seeing Neville go with Wade Barrett, who is much bigger than him, I'm excited to see Neville versus Bo Dallas in what I hope is going to be more than a five-minute squash match. Because it should be more than a five-minute squash match. These guys can put on incredible matches. Please let them have that at Elimination Chamber. Please let Bo Dallas have that match at the Elimination Chamber. Um, Nikki versus Paige versus Naomi. All right. Uh, a three-way for the Divas title. All right. Uh, this, I don't know. I don't know what to expect out of this. I know Paige is a good in-ring performer. Um, I'm hoping Naomi is going to continue progressing. I don't have a lot of faith in Nikki's in-ring ability and the performance she gives in her, in her matches. She's great on, um, on total divas. She's great on the reality show. That's all. I mean, (laughs) Not as a wrestler, not as the champion. When Nikki came out, like when, okay, Paige came, uh, Nikki came out to get back Paige, right? And she dropped Paige and then she picked up the title uh, that, and then she held it in the air as the champion, tall and proud. Nikki Bella holds up her title, tall and proud after taking out Paige and nobody cared. It was awful. It was, are you, it was like a joke. I felt like I was watching Coco Beware hold up Hulk Hogan's heavyweight title. That's how it felt. You have Paige right here and Nick, nobody's buying this anymore. Nobody is buying that anymore. Um, I don't think we're going to see Nikki walk out of this. I'll come back and do predictions in a second, but I don't think we're going to see Nikki come out of that. Cena versus Owens. How huge is that? How huge? And here's a question. What's bigger? Hey, I want to know your opinion on this. What was a bigger stare down? Kevin Owens versus Cena or Kevin Owens versus Samoa Joe? What's bigger? I mean, what was bigger? I mean, those are two huge things in a week. In a week's time by Kevin Owens. So they have huge, they have enormous things playing for Kevin Owens. All right. They have, I mean, he's getting, this is incredible. It's incredible. I cannot wait for this match. It is a non title match. I've been told it's a non title match. I read that. Um, I saw a couple websites trying to sell it as a a title match, which I know they're misinformed. Unless there's been a change, but this is a non-title match. As a non-title match, Kevin Owens can win that. Now, we've seen Kevin Owens get over on Cena twice, okay, which does scare me because according to WWE theory, if whoever gets over on Raw is not getting over at the pay-per-view, all right, Owens has definitively gotten over on Cena twice, two Raws in a row, Raw before the event, but... With no title, like Owens can't come out and take that U.S. title back to NXT. He doesn't need to. He's the NXT champion. He wants to come out, kick ass, and take the NXT title back to NXT. As the guy who just laid out the biggest dog in the park. The NXT champion who just came back as the guy who just beat John Cena at Elimination Chamber. And I think that's... As many people as we have not seen John Cena put over as many people as we've seen John Cena beat at mania and just not give the push. We feel that he should. Um, I do not think that's going to happen. I, I think Owens can take that. I think he's going to take this. I think they're really building Kevin Owens 
for a future. Because Kevin Owens, you know, and I admit, talked about him earlier about how long he's been working and how the hard these guys work. Owens has a different pace. At least he's evolving to a different pace for WWE, but he works slower. He's a big guy. He does move. He has great moves, and he does some of the same high-flying sets everyone else does. All right, But he's a little slower. He's a little slower paced. He he has a different style. Kevin Owens, with his style, as slow as he's moving and as comfortable as he is, in, in his style, I think, has a little bit more longevity than some of the other people coming up right now. And that's just because of his in-ring style. Like everybody said about Daniel Bryan. I mean, it's time after that neck injury. It's like, why are you not going back to your submission to holds, to, to your grappling move sets? Why are you still throwing yourself around, getting in headbutting competitions and flying off of ladders? You do. All right. Rollins versus uh Rollins versus Ambrose. All right. Rollins versus Ambrose is Man, and I said how this, if Ambrose wins, he would be the first person to win a WWE heavyweight championship title on a a network exclusive. That would be monumental for the WWE, the network, the title, the locker room, and everything that's going on right now. That is something WWE would love to be able to print. They would lo- they would love to be able to print the fact that Dean Ambrose just won the title on a network exclusive. The only way you could have seen Dean Ambrose win that title was on on the network. So the next time that title's on a line on a network exclusive, people are going to go, "Hey, we better get this. We better subscribe." We need to see that because some title could change hands. I mean, to be the first the first one to win that title on a network exclusive, man, that would that would be remembered in WWE history forever. It really would. It would be remembered in WWE history forever. It would do wonders for the network, and I it would make the it would do wonders for the fans. Man, how happy would the fans be? It's been a long time since we've had a fan favorite working champion. Okay? It has. It has been a long time since the fans have had a hard-working fan favorite champion. I mean, how long did Lesnar carry that belt for? A while. A while. Okay? A while. Not defending it very much. Not on TV a lot. And then Seth Rollins has he's had it since WrestleMania. He's doing a great job. I don't think Ambrose should take the belt because Rollins isn't doing great. That feud's going to continue on. They both need to start building those title reigns. These are guys who four, five, six, seven years down the road need to be able to say, I'm a three-time champion. I'm a five-time champion. I'm a seven-time champion. These are guys who need to start winning. Not winning just to be able to say it, but wearing that title because they deserve it. And this time is now to have Ambrose. I mean, really, when's the to have when's the last time we had a working champion bringing that title who fans are a hundred percent behind and are happy when the champion's there? We've been watching these uphill underdogs chase that belt for so long now that it's time. To give it the underdog his day. Every dog has his day. And Sunday could be the day for Dean Ambrose. All right. 
and our tag team chamber intercontinental chamber match. Oh, man, again, our truth, Ryback. I'm not sure why the our truth will probably be fun to watch. We should maybe, hopefully, get some pretty good spots. Uh, I don't need a comic relief in an elimination chamber. I don't. I don't need a comic relief in an elimination chamber. How do you go from the extra pre-match of the prior pray for the bonus pre-match? Okay, we're gonna throw you on. Before, you're the pre-pre-match. Our truth was the pre-pre-match two weeks ago. Now he's in the main event in the elimination chamber. Oh, all right. And uh, and then the tag team, uh, you know, and that's a hard one because Rusev and Ziggler definitely have a feud going. And that feud is going to continue with or without that intercontinental title, although it would make it a f- make that f- run a lot more fun to watch. It would. It would make that run a lot more fun. to. OK, not only is the, I mean, how much. How many levels would there be there to that? Because not only do you have Lana, not only do you have the the betrayal and the bitterness and the broken heart and the revenge, now you have the title on top of it. Is that? I mean, it could be like, you know, storyboard overload, but I mean, those two, one of those two could really walk out of there with the title and then we see Rusev continue in a title match. Again, I think that's a good spot for Rusev to be. He just went through this U.S. title feud with Cena and Lana at his side. He lost a feud. He lost three out of four of those matches, one of them being his own match. So having Rusev come out of Elimination Chamber with an, in, in, in still in a title race, in a race for a bigger title, for that Intercontinental title, Le- having Lana leave Rusev left a lot of people really concerned for what his future is going to look like. So having him continue in a feud with a new title, a bigger title, um, and still having Lana in that story, even though she's not at his side, they're still working together. Um, I think that would be really, I think that could really be good for Rusev. All right. But I do, Sheamus is probably your guy. I really, I, I think Sheamus is your guy. That's all right. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do my picks. And I'm going to. So, right there, Intercontinental Channel, I'm going with Sheamus. All right. I'm predicting Sheamus is the winner. Um, he's just. He's, he's done great since he came back as a heel. All right. Barrett has his king. He doesn't need anything right now. Just let him go be the king. Our truth isn't going to win the title. Ryback isn't going to win the title. He's not. He's not going to win the title. Sheamus has been incredible as a heel since he's been back. And then if they do take the title off of Seth Rollins and we no longer have that main event underdog chasing up, that main eventer is now being chased, then Sheamus wearing that intercontinental title, well, this is a heel and he's a really big guy. Okay, so that allows we still get a lot of underdog matches from the faces. We still can get Ziggler going after Sheamus for that title like we need that feud to continue. We we can get Neville going after Sheamus for that title. We can still get those underdogs chasing the big guy, trying to overcome for that Intercontinental title. Okay, so Sheamus winning the Intercontinental title match. The tag team, man, it's really... 
I think New Day deserves a chance. I think they could shine. I think uh, I'm, the primetime players, I'm sorry, I think primetime players deserve a chance. I really think they could shine. But um, but I, I'm going to say I love – I love Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. I think Lucha Dragons are going to shine. I think they're going to shine and maybe even steal the match. The Lucha Dragons, we're going to see some incredible spots, probably the best spots of the night from Kalisto and Sin Cara, but I don't think they're taking the the titles there. They could. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be hurt. I would not be surprised at all. I wouldn't. But I think... The New Day is doing really well as heels. I think they're getting a great push. They're working the crowd. They're manipulating the crowd to their anti-chance really well. Um, Again, I would love to see Cesaro and Tyson Kidd take that. I'm going to go New Day retaining the tag team titles. All right. Seth Rollins versus Ambrose. Man, man, look, I'm going with Ambrose. I, I, I... I'm probably going to eat my words, but I'm going with Ambrose because of what it would do for – we, we talked about it. Everything it would do for the roster, for the network, for WWE, for the belt, for the fans, Ambrose needs to win that. Okay? Uh, Cena versus Owen, non-title. I'm going Kevin Owen, guys. I know it's a really, really uh, – Man, I mean, because it's John Cena. If it was anybody except John Cena, it would be like a no-brainer, right? But I'm going with Kevin Owens. It might not be a clean win, but he's going to win. And it could set up for a a, a two. Could there even be a winner? Could we get a no decision with Cena versus Owens? Could we get a no decision on that? If it's non-title, absolutely Kevin Owens can win that easily. Title on the line, Kevin Owens isn't leaving NXT yet. He's still the NXT champion. He's got to have something. He's Finn Balor's lined up for a title match in NXT. Samoa Joe just came out face-to-face. There's, he's not coming up yet. All right. Not just yet. Probably really soon. So Kevin Owens... Or non-decision. That's, but I'm going to go with Kevin Owens. Nikki versus Paige versus Naomi. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go with Naomi due to assistance from Tamina. We're going to see a new champ. And I said we're going to see a new champ. And then we're going to see Paige chase Naomi um, for that belt. So, I'm gonna, so Naomi on that one. And Neville and Bo Dallas, man, this could seriously, I mean, this whole card is amazing. This whole card is phenomenal. Neville versus Bo Dallas, Cena versus Owens, Rollins versus Ambrose, two elimination chamber matches, one for a vacant IC title, and one for the first time ever tag team titles. 12 men, six teams, one elimination chamber Oh, my God. All right. So Neville versus Bo Dallas. Uh, If this is going to be a long-running feud, if we're going to see more than just a little, I'm going to go with Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas, man. This is Bo Dallas. Uh, Unless Neville, I mean, Neville could win and Bo could still come chase after him as the heel. But, look, Bo needs a push. Bo needs a push bad, and that's not a spot to do it. All right, it's not a spot. I mean, there's so that's that's a did I say it? So all right, so that's it. Bo Dallas, Naomi, Kevin Owens, 
or or uh, no decision or Ambrose New Day and Sheamus and having Ambrose having the main title switch to a face again having the main title switch to a face leaves that heel Sheamus perfect for the IC title all right and then you still have your New Day another heel tag team title but you have uh, John Cena with your uh, U.S. champion as your U.S. champion so it leaves a balance. You know, it uh, it does leave, leave a balance there of heels and faces, and I'm really, really looking forward to this Sunday. Uh, guys, I love you so much. Please, again, go to iTunes, the Yes Talk. Please subscribe. Please, please, please go to the iTunes and give me a give a review, rate the show, review the show. Five stars and kind words go a long way. Um, we're gonna do. I'm gonna do. I say we is and me in the show. We're we're a tag team. Uh, we're gonna be here. Uh, Sunday after Elimination Chamber, recording the post-show special again this week. And, of course, we'll have uh, a new episode uh, next week as well. So thank you so much. Uh, Hit me up at Twitter at the Yes Talk, Facebook at the Yes Talk. This is a great week for wrestling. How many events, how many pay, uh, WWE Network specials are we getting? Usually I complain about how many, how quickly they shove these specials in our face. Right now, I don't even care. Keep them coming. This is incredible. This is a great day to be a wrestling fan. I love you at home. I love pro wrestling. This is the Yes Talk. I'll see you next week.